if there was a shred of doubt left that a modern-day Nostradamus would have been an alt-right conspiracy theorist, I believe that doubt lives no more. As the COVID narrative continues to crumble faster than Ryan's once glorious CrossFit physique, those denying the science of yesterday have become today's purveyors of truth. Vaccines are now ineffective and dangerous. Check. Jab and masking young children was an exercise in futility. Check. The detection methods for illness and reporting of deaths were both wildly inflated. Check. And finally, uttering I told you so has now become a murderous act of violence. Well, we're not there quite yet, but maybe give it a few weeks. For now, though, we welcome you back to the 13th hour. I told you so. We're a pretty good consolation prize, aren't we? Not bad. I, I'd Not say bad. so. How about uh, that physique, Ryan? It's underneath a layer of protection. <laughs> it's still there. That's right. I mean, because if somebody accidentally jabbed you, you'd probably survive. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a jab, but... That was pretty good, actually. The double jab. I did look... So, uh, this week, we're talking about the narrative and how it suddenly began to fall down. I mean, some people might say crumble. Some might say fall down. Some might say collapse, but really, it's doing a 180. Yeah. Or is it on pause? They're going to let their pause it. They're not going to worry about it too much. And then the Russia-Ukraine thing will play out and then it'll be right back Well, I'm not sure about the pause, like, because... the actual news outlets, not the conspiracy ones that have been right for the last two years, but the mainstream news is now parroting conspiracy theories. True. I know. But, it's and crazy. they're also not pushing it as much either, though. Well, of course not. Because yeah. why would you want to, you know, freak people out that people are dying of heart attacks or that the PCR test is a giant fraud? Well, I also mean they're not pushing the COVID narrative in general. Well, we have war now, so yeah. the COVID... Yeah, so it's on pause. You know, but in the meantime, things behind the scenes, I think, are crumbling down. I mean, th- when you want people to live in the pot, eat the bugs, and own nothing, it's just got to be like a relentless cycle of economic ruin, war, disease, economic ruin, <laughs> war, disease. Just keep those going. Yeah. We'll be living in the pod in no time. <laughs> we'll be lucky to be living in the <laughs> pod if that's the case. <laughs> So I wanted to start off with um, Pfizer and the report that was released about a week ago. <laughs> there was uh, some I, interesting revelations that came out. I just want to make a distinction. It's an, it's a, this is what they call a, a distinction without a difference. The, it's not side effects. It's potential adverse reactions. Yes. So I, actually, they don't even use reaction. They, they use adverse, adverse event. 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 That's event. right. It's an event. It, it's an event. You got to buy tickets for it. Yeah. <laughs> but, it uh, costs money, baby. Yeah. But, um, and so it, I it watched costs your immune system. <laughs> I watched a few doctors talk about it. And, and so what they're suggesting is that it's not really a side effect, it's something that they potentially think can happen. But my counter argument is like, well, how did they come to the conclusion yeah. that it could potentially happen? How did you come up with y- this? You would have to observe it actually happening one time because otherwise the adverse reaction event log would be infinite Mm -hmm. it would be literally everything right if you're just saying well anything can happen well no it there's a certain there's x amount it's like 2300 or whatever or 1300 but there's x amount of of events and you have a reason to believe these events could occur right so you must have witnessed yeah, it, it at some point. Yeah, it has witnessed at some point. <clears throat> well, as we'll see in the articles, what they kind of say is that um, while things are occurring, they can't necessarily say that causation, like the, the vaccine, oh, that, the ul- was, was the ultimate deciding factor oh, in yeah. causing it. I mean, those 1,400 people that died in the vaccine trials that they, they finally admitted to, I mean, they, pr- they just died. They had nothing to do no, with No, guys, vaccine. we know what it was. It was climate change. It's climate change killed them. Vaccine is safe and effective. So effective, so safe. Is that your vibrator, Ryan? (laughs) To get through your speech, I had to turn it on. My speech was glorious. To high. 
Okay, reading now from CTV News. We have, what is an adverse event inside the recently released report on Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine? So they define adverse event as any untoward, which is unexpected, medical occurrence that follows immunization, including an unfavorable or unintended sign such as a skin rash, an abnormal lab finding, symptom, or disease. However, just because some reports, someone reports an adverse event does not mean it was caused by the vaccine itself. As the document states, adverse events reports do not necessarily mean that they were caused by the drug in question, but it could be due to an underlying disease or other factor. Interesting. Interesting. So, it, when, uh, so people, when people were, were falling ill with COVID and dying of COVID. They always died of COVID. They always, 100%, probably 120% of the time, died of COVID. Died of COVID. Died of COVID. But now it's, well, there's other factors yeah. in play. Well, of course. So correlation does not equal causation is only in effect with the jab. Yeah. They completely ignored that with COVID. Though. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so the article goes on and it gives two examples, which are very interesting to try and explain, uh, well, why someone can die from, well, after receiving the vaccine, but it's not necessarily because of the vaccine. And the two examples they give is one, um, a five-year-old, 11 years old, swallowed a penny. And another one, a 72-year-old participant with asthma died after be being struck by lightning. Wait, <laughs> what, what are they trying to say, though? Are they saying that swallowing the penny had a bad reaction with the vaccine and he died? Or what? that getting struck by lightning had a bad reaction with the vaccine and he died? Uh, they're saying that, well, because something bad happened right it's being counted as an adverse event mm -hmm. but it's not it can't be for certain that it was the vaccine because these mitigating factors occurred i would like to know how many people died of lightning strikes during the height of covid that got uh, <laughs> that got uh checkboxed as a covid death or i'm also wondering if, I got a theory. Uh, how many of those 1200 people who died from the pfizer report were struck by lightning is it like all 1200 all 1200 i have a theory <laughs> The metals in the vaccine cause the bolt to hit. <laughs> there you go. True. <laughs> it's the magnetic pull. That could be. Fuck. Or the 5G. Yeah, it's the 5G brainwash. <clears throat> so moving on, um, they, they say, what do we know now? And so as the expert says, what needs to be monitored with any medication or vaccine is whether certain signals present at a higher rate than you would, what you would normally see. And so they talk about how in AstraZeneca there were blood clots. Um, and it's interesting how they, how they word this. Although, although blood clots can emerge from sitting too long due to travel and certain birth control, their presence after receiving AstraZeneca, while rare, made it distinct. Hmm. So on one hand, <laughs> the blood clots, super rare. Don't have to worry about them. You can barely tell it's happening. On the other hand, Definitely but, belongs to AstraZeneca, yeah, though. Yeah. It's, it's happening at such a rate that it's, it's distinct. It, it's got AstraZeneca's <laughs> autograph all over it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, we would know a lot more if they didn't redact 25% of the Pfizer report. That'd be nice that, to know what's That's going a on huge there. problem, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, we're just left guessing and speculating. And I think that's probably what they want. Because you can still, with, with re by redacting things, you can still argue... Um, Plausible deniability. Exactly. Yeah. To the contrary. There's still 1,300 adverse events, though. You can't fucking redact that. You can't redact that. Well, didn't somebody try to say, yeah, but Advil has 24. That's right. Advil has 24 <laughs> side you effects. You morons. That's such a one-to-one -one comparison. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And the expert... Comparing apples and Ferraris again. The expert talks about myocardi myocarditis and pericarditis, uh, which is the inflammation of the heart muscle and lying around the heart. And again with higher rates observed following a second dose among young people and adolescent males with the Moderna vaccine, the latter possibly due to being a higher dose than Pfizer. Um, but it says that while also considered rare, <laughs> people have reported. <laughs> I just want to point this out. And this goes for everybody who's watching this or anybody who ever read this report. Have you ever heard of myocarditis or pericarditis prior to the vaccine? I would say 90% of people, unless you're a doctor, you probably aren't even aware. You probably have no idea what it means. But now you're going to know. Yeah. 
correlation does not equal causation, but it sure means you should be fucking investigating. Mm -hmm. Right. And it it shouldn't be a a wild, rare thing if you're actually being able to observe it and Mm -hmm. then point to it and say, this is happening. It's not rare at that point. It's totally rare. It never happens, uh, but it's definitely Pfizer. (laughs) It's definitely happening. Yeah. And we need to look into this further. And yeah. younger or 40 and under males, they can't have this one vaccine because it's rare and it's happening. What? <laughs> it's totally... The play on words is It's incredible. totally word gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. And they're winning all the gold medals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leah Thomas they're, they're, is... Uh, they're Duncan. <laughs> envious. <laughs> all right. So we have another article by CTV News with... Um, more experts weighing in on the court-ordered release of the Pfizer documents. And this just goes over and talks about um, what the judge said. So he said in his, um, I guess, decision, Justice Pittman, John McCain correctly noted that excessive administrative secrecy feeds conspiracy theories and reduces the public's confidence in the government. I think the existence of John McCain <laughs> reduced the uh, public's confidence in the government yeah. as well. But then he says that on one hand, but then how it, are things being able to be redacted? Um, I guess they're arguing that either the redacted information would reveal a person or it would reveal trademarked or secret stuff. That's the only argument I could see them making. Whether how secret or trademarked or whatever it is is left up to interpretation but it's left up to the interpretation of them the fda and the judge so okay well this is probably the the biggest uh bone i have to pick with the redactions is that the total number of doses shipped around the world in the time period that Pfizer release which was uh december 2020 to february 28 2021 was redacted so no fucking shit. So how are you supposed to make any uh, judgment calls on the 42,086 adverse events and the 1,223 fatalities when the total amount of doses being administered is redacted? Well, I'm also going to make a judgment call on why that is. There's a reason <laughs> it was redacted. That um, they, because they shipped... They shipped less doses than there is shots. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Saline. Saline. So there was. There's reports. Uh, apparently, at the, be- at the beginning of this, it's a yeah. conspiracy theory, and it sort of disappeared from the mainstream media. But they did report early on that trucks of vaccine deliveries were actually saline, and Pfizer said, "Oh, well, that's because." Um, you know, uh, somebody's counterfeiting our vaccines. Mm-hmm. But what if they weren't counterfeiting them? What if Pfizer's just shipping saline to meet demand? Right. Cost them nothing. Well, I mean, let's be 100% honest here. That it's death rate is nil. So so here's the thing. COVID already was a, it's a disease that apparently was asymptomatically spread and had a very, very low death rate. A higher death rate than the flu in general, but as far as a pandemic is concerned, a very tiny death rate. We know how pandemic waves work, and we all we know that eventually every virus becomes more contagious but less deadly. Yeah. And we also know that COVID barely affect either statistically does has no effect on children. Yeah. Well, and statistically put, put has hold on has very little effect on young healthy adults. Yeah. So if you shipped saline, how would anybody ever know from whether the vaccine was efficacious or not? You couldn't because most of the people getting the jab would tank COVID anyway. Also, they changed the narrative from it'll prevent you from getting COVID to... It'll keep you out from the hospital and or or That's right. And so, well, if if I'm a young, healthy guy and I got four shots of saline, I would probably still tank COVID. And I would be like... A good thing I got that vax. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even if you didn't get four shots of saline, if you got vaccinated, you got COVID, you didn't die from it. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I, I was saved by the vaccine. Exactly. Clearly, I would have yeah. died otherwise. Yeah. So it's an option select where they were able to build a narrative where uh, the the least deadly pandemic in history. History. Uh, I mean, an actual pandemic. I think the pan- the definition of pandemic changed in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so it's, I mean, yes, it's more deadly than the flu statistic. Well, maybe it's not. I guess we'll find out because we'll touch on that later well, on in the podcast. However, having to redact everything, it's supposed so. to be more deadly than the flu, but it's definitely not more deadly than every other pandemic. Like it sits alone by itself above the flu underneath everything else. Yeah. Right. And because of that, you can't challenge the narrative that the vaccines work because even if the vaccines didn't work, nothing changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to build on your point there about, uh, the, vac uh, the flu being more deadly, it's definitely the case when it comes to children. Way more deadly. And that's what we're going to talk about now. So Daily Beast <laughs> released something that was kind of... Uh, News? Yeah, it was It was definitely not completely uh, propaganda. I think they have to do one a year just to qualify as a yeah. news outlet. <laughs> yeah. So the article was, New data shows Pfizer Vax is almost useless in preventing COVID infection in kids ages 5 to 11. I'm going to go one step further and just say it's it, it is completely useless. All the time. In everybody. Completely. Completely. Unless you want, you know, 1,300 side effects. Well. W one of. Yeah, but then you get to be part of that special club. I mean, if, if you're like... Remember the sticker? If you're like as grumpy as the Grinch, it might make sense because it'll make your heart grow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you might die of a heart attack, but your heart will be your large. Heart, yeah, your heart will be nice and large. And Warm and fuzzy. What if you get both pericarditis and myocarditis? What does that? Ha what happens? Uh, does your chest explode? <laughs> like a like the alien chest burster comes out? No, you you get a pin instead of a sticker. <laughs> They're like you got both. <laughs> no, you get a toe tag <laughs> after the pin. Yeah. Get a toe tag. and they'll say it's something else. You died of something else. Climate change. Climate change. Yeah, it's struck, it's struck by lightning. Yeah, eating a penny. <laughs> while, while being struck by lightning Eat, because of climate change. change. <laughs> <laughs> okay, reading now. Definitely it's wasn't a, the facts, though. <laughs> no, never. It says a huge batch of data collected by the New York State has shown disappointing findings. The Pfizer vaccine offers next to no protection against coronavirus infection for kids ages 5 to 11 and is less effective at preventing hospitalization compared to adults and teens. The study of almost a million vaccinated kids showed that the jab offered almost no protection against infection, even in the first few weeks after the vaccination. After the vaccination. How, Sorry. Wait, I just how, had to have a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still pushing. Jab okay, wait a kids. second. Jab everybody. COVID doesn't send kids to the hospital, no. though. So how they? why would they even bring up the hospitalization thing? I don't know. Oh, I guess that's the narrative. It prevents hospitalization, even yeah. though in kids it's not a concern. But they're like, but it doesn't prevent hospitalizations in kids, except kids don't go to the hospital. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. That's the one lie they could have tried to peddle, but they didn't even they, go for that. I, I told you it was kind of a truthful article. They just, they like stumbled out of the truth tree accidentally <laughs> and, and brought some truth with them. But yeah, I just, I, after the first few weeks of vaccination, it still did jack shit. They're like, we vaccinated him 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. It has no effect. Yeah. It does nothing. You know what that makes me think? It makes it makes me think it probably made them sick. Yeah. Because usually they're like a step or two behind the truth. Mm -hmm. It probably did. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason for the kids to be immune to the side effects of the vaccine, even if they're immune to COVID itself exactly. or resistant to COVID. And well, we not, may not know about the side effects for many years to come because they're just kids. That's true. Like, do they know? Them. Well, here's the other thing, too. The, these, this Pfizer paper, this is one thing that was pointed out by many doctors, whether regardless of what their narrative left or right. The Pfizer paper was not released when the vaccine was administered. No. So how would the doctors know what to look for? If they couldn't read what the potential events could be, mm -hmm. well, did you see when they, they wouldn't know what to look for? Did you see those people that went to the pharmacy asking for their? Uh, shot? Oh yeah, it had no. There was nothing on it, and it was a blank piece a of blank unfolded piece. paper. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing on it. He's like, "Well, I want to see that." But without without the list of effects, you don't even know what to look for. Doctor can't help you. No. So doctors are, even doctors who found the vaccine legitimate are pretty miffed at this because they're like, "I would have liked to have known this." 
before giving all my patients this vaccine. But on the they flip probably side, just paid them for it. Yeah, on the flip side, why were they doing that if they're so concerned? Yeah, because they're making money. A- any any doctor worth his weight in uh, stethoscopes <laughs> <laughs> would would be concerned about not having all the information, all the data before injecting their patients have, with something. Don't they, forget, there's an have, institutional trust though with doctors. Yeah, but don't a forget, blind institutional trust they which have shouldn't the, exist. Uh, hypocritical oath. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So the, I guess the, the question is, will these do- okay, how many doctors will change how they approach institutional trust? Yeah. I think a lot of them will now. And um, how many people would have got the jab if you said, hey, by the way, there's potentially 1,300 side effects? Yeah. Ad- adverse events, potential. Yeah, sorry. Whatever. Adverse events. Can't and l- let's, let's not lose in all of this that people were threatened with losing their jobs and lost their jobs and their livelihoods because of this. And all the data information wasn't out at the time. So they were forced to make a decision. Um, with, with That's not informed in, consent. In, in the dark, right? And it was a life-altering decision, Paul, either way. Yeah. Like, it's messed up. That's a total lack of informed consent. It's totally unethical. And whether or not you believe in the vaccine, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You can't have non informed consent whoever was at the head of this bullshit should be uh strung up strung up hang them high hang them high so people can see it's a good movie hang them high yeah. that's <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> should watch it okay so uh we have an article here that kind of um goes against a bit of the the narrative in the ctv ones because the ctv ones they were a little more gentle with the releasing of the of the Pfizer report. So this one uh, is titled entitled the Pfizer vaccine only has 1291 side effects. Shit, I said 1300. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking shame. Misinformation. Misinformation shame. shame. It's a problem. We're not going to get anywhere in the, with this podcast Never. if you keep spewing that misinformation. The lies. The lies. Yeah, that's just it. 9 pages of side effects. So hiding part. out in one appendix is the clinical data for Pfizer's vaccine, which lists 1,291 adverse side effects in alphabetical order. There are nine pages of side effects in small print. At you least al- they put them in alphabetical order. You already know that children, especially young boys, can get myocarditis from the vaccines, but you should add to that list the serious possibility of them getting a brain brainstem embolism, acute kidney injury, cardiac failure, Frontal lobe epilepsy. Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's. Encephalopathy. <laughs> that's, what that's, the fuck? That's definitely a word for you to Herpes. pronounce. Herpes. Uh, interstitial. Stitial. What is it? Interstitial lung disease. Interstitial lung disease. Type 1 diabetes. And just to pick a few of the very serious side effects from a very sobering list. Those are some um, scary side effects. Let's just say you got rid of every other side effect and those were the only potential yeah. ones. You still wouldn't get it. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, look, so those are those are not just like something like that what that's you, like. You can ten side recover effects. from. Yeah. No. Those are life altering things. But, wow. And everybody's trying to denounce Veers, but there was over a million reports of adverse events from it. Oh, Veers was fine up until two years ago. Yeah. Everybody thought it was fine. It was accurate. They used it. Well, of course, but not when the narrative. But they're like, uh oh, everybody's reporting all these vaccines suck. Well, there's only 24,000 death events. Listed as death. (sighs) That's that's because you have to, in order to list a Veers event with the vaccine, a doctor has to say, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think this, the vaccine killed him. That doesn't mean that only 24,000 people died from the vaccine. It just means that only 24,000 were listed. Were listed by doctors, yeah. yeah. And this is something that I was uh, mentioning early on when all this was going on is that when it comes to any like litigation for people who have different things like illnesses or um, medical uh, ailments that come up and they think it's because of the vaccine, it's going to be very hard to prove that the vaccine did it. We also wouldn't get anything out of it because you took it um, willingly, willingly, and yeah. you had to sign off. You wouldn't, go, you can't go after them, right? Like I mean, yeah, their argument no, is going to be you took this of your own volition. So, right. 
even you, though you it's had bullshit. you did not have a free consenting choice. One of the most amazing things you see coming out of I think it's Europe right now is that the insurance companies aren't paying out. No, the they won't. Of it. No, they're not. No, because you, you did it to yourself. Yep. You didn't know what you were putting in your body. But even if that wasn't the case, how would you prove it? You couldn't. Be able to, and that's, uh, that's uh, probably one of the things that uh, Pfizer will be able to hang their hats on. Yeah, that's right. Because it, with Is that we have all these things that potentially could be happening from the vaccine, but we don't know for certain. Right. And I imagine they did know for certain, which is why they listed them. But they're going to say they don't know for certain, which is why they won't uh, be held liable. So just finishing off, kind of alluding to, or actually going over what you just said, Ryan, um, the government's own database, Vaccine Adverse Events, um, has over 1 million reports of adverse events to the new vaccines, with 24,000 events listed as death. Pfizer was aware of more than 158,000 adverse events when they asked for approval from the FDA. People had serious issues after taking the Pfizer vaccine, and Pfizer knew it before it sought approval for the vaccine. It's there, all about money. It's also, um, there's also another, I guess, potential reason to keep promoting more shots is that as you administer more and more doses to the same people, uh, it statistically obfuscates how dangerous the vaccine itself is. Say I got two shots, right? And myocarditis is coming. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll say it's coming in three months or whatever. It's starting to set in. If you give me another two shots... Now, now you've reduced the statistical uh, probability right. of me getting myocarditis by fifty percent, right? Because I've received four shots before I developed myocarditis, even if I was going to develop it originally, originally. from two shots. Yeah. So keep as long as they keep promoting these shots, they can keep dropping the statistical probability that the vaccine is causing something yeah. to make it look, I guess, better. And uh, putting my uh, tin, wait, borrowing a tinfoil hat for a second, uh, something that we've kind of talked about is not necessarily that the vaccine is causing these issues. It's that it's weakening our bodies yeah. so that these issues that were lingering or, or that your body was fighting off. Yeah. Exactly. Are now overtaking They're and, manifesting. Become, and becoming problems. Mm-hmm. Well, one of those big things, too, is uh, when I was, well, sif- you know, sifting around the internet and all sorts of things. I, I don't want to know, you I don't wanna know where you were. I don't want to know. Uh, Go ahead. They were saying that uh, the vax causes the body to basically push away a zinc intake, which is huge mm-hmm. for your immune system's mm-hmm. structure. Yeah, there is actually, if you read through, I read through not all of the side effects because I just couldn't do it. But there is a lot of immunocompromising side effects yeah. with this vaccine, which suggests to me now that the more vaxxed you are, the more likely you will be getting sick from everything else in the mm-hmm. future, even COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because your body becomes weaker and then you get more concerned about something like COVID, mm-hmm. right? So then you start taking, ingesting more of the vaccine to hopefully help you, but maybe you're doing a little more harm than good. Well, there's also like a, a point of diminishing returns. Like, and, and Israel started looking into this, like the Israel scientists started pointing this out. They're starting to say, it's like, look, so too many shots in such a short amount of time, it's going to start hindering your immune system. Yep. It's not going to help it anymore. There has to be a cutoff point where we're just like, no more shots. Yeah. I remember early on uh, when Israel was publishing data, they released something that said basically those who had one shot versus those who had two shots were in a better place when it came to, um, contract- Statistically, to yeah. contracting COVID and ending yeah. up in hospitals. So it kind of made sense in some regard that the vaccine was, like, it was, it was not the vaccine maybe itself, but it was too much of the vaccine too quickly. Yeah, it was uh, that was, that was, d- uh, was um, creating a lot of these problems. Yeah. Like if you said, like, let's, let's say we'll just make up a number here, but say that two shots gave you 90% resistance from COVID. And a third shot theoretically would get you up to say ninety five, right? But because a third shot in a lot of people impacts their immune system, say it drops your immune system by thirty percent or whatever, mm-hmm. well now you're actually less resistant to COVID yeah. because your natural immune system is weakened. Yeah. And so there's some truth to that. Like if you keep beating up the immune system with all these vaccines, eventually they they're not gonna do what they're intended to do. 
Mm-hmm. It'll be actually work in reverse. And so, as we talked about earlier, um, not like when um, there were the arguing that the the people who are getting these adverse events were not necessarily getting them because of the vaccine and that deaths might be overreported because we don't know for certain. Well, I just, on the flip side, hold on, let me take you back. The year is 2020. It's August 2020. And we got libtard trolls all over Facebook saying there's no way they would ever overreport the deaths. Yeah. yeah. Why would they yeah. do that? There's Constant no propaganda. they have no incentive to do that. Yeah. I can't believe it. The COVID is just the most deadly thing ever. Yeah. Welcome to March 2022. <laughs> well, NBC of all uh, news outlets. NBC, <laughs> yeah. Peacock. Well, well, yeah, exactly. The bullshitter of bullshitters. They, they're saying now Massachusetts reports significant overcount of COVID deaths. How? You, we, we couldn't have been right all along. Wait, is this possible? When the the shit I was talking about in 2020 was it? Yeah, was but, it true? But I thought we weren't top doctors, well, so we shouldn't be. I, Do you know how many tinfoil hats I, I, I was sent? Here, here's, I the th- here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Do we have to apply for our honorary degrees? Or are they just going to send them to us? I think they're in the mail. I think the three of them are coming. Do we pick whatever university or institution yeah, we want? I think. Like Harvard Medical. I mean, our, our degrees have to come from something beyond this world. Yeah, like <laughs> the aliens have to drop off our diplomas because <laughs> we're too far ahead. It's, it's time for the aliens to yeah. come here and just say, "Look, these guys know what's up." Yeah, but they've they've seen Joe Biden and they're not coming. <laughs> That's probably true. They don't want to get sniffed. <laughs> SOS. Mm, green hair. <laughs> they don't have hair. They glow. It's fuzz. Mm, green glow. <laughs> <laughs> so the article says that uh, when state public officials published Monday's report about the latest COVID-19 impacts on Massachusetts, the cumulative death toll through the two years of the pandemic will suddenly stand about 15% lower. Hmm. The Baker administration will start using a new public health surveillance definition next week, narrowing the window of time between a confirmed COVID-19 diagnosis and death required for the fatality to get attributed to the highly infectious virus. Sounds like you were thinking about fertility there for a I second. <laughs> because we all know it's also birth control, right? <laughs> and our ability to be fertile is about to make us rich. Yeah. Now, um, okay, so that's only 15%, and they've just, all they've done is move the goalposts. Yeah. yeah. What happens if someone audits all these death certificates? Mm-hmm. Well, how much is that going to drop by? And how many states are doing the, the exact same thing where they're like, well, maybe we got to move that goalpost a little further. It'd be interesting to audit all these deaths to see what's really going on. Yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting because um, I've noticed that the United States, by far, had the most excess death according yeah. to the numbers. Yeah, but there was a lot of countries that had no excess death. No, like Sweden had some at the beginning, uh, but if you study their death patterns, it's because what they call they had. Um, what you call Tinder. So it's a lot of old people survive. Swipe long. right. So they had, well, this, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, swipe right. But no, the truth is, is that a lot of old people survived yeah. uh, a couple of winters of flu, right? Didn't die like normally there is a certain amount of people that die every year. Right. But they survived. So they Sweden had a couple of years of um, lower deaths yeah. than average. They caught up because of COVID, because the people that were most susceptible caught COVID and, you know, Sadly, they passed away. However, places there's places like Japan that has no excess death. A lot of Asian countries have zero excess death. Well, that's not what China's showing you on TV. They're dying standing up. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate for them, but it's probably their. Uh, it's probably all that bat soup. It's got to be. <laughs> but so the question now becomes: Is like, why did so many countries not experience a ton of excess death? Especially like Japan had no lockdowns and had no mm-hmm. uh, medical mandates. Now people did. You know, a lot of people did close their businesses to be safe for a while, and a lot of people were wearing masks and stuff, but it was never forced on them. No. It's curious that they didn't experience the same sort of rampant death that America did. Well, I mean, you could, you, you could play devil's advocate by saying maybe they were overly cautious you with, could. With, when uh, reporting a death being due to COVID. But then the question is, is why did 
the blue states have just as much death as say the uncautious red states so you can it's easy to court it's easy to look at the statistics of florida versus california versus new york and they all sort of run the same thing even though both california and new york had very draconian lockdowns like mass mandates from the beginning Mm -hmm. they were forcing like vax passes and stuff like they went no i meant overly cautious reporting oh yeah yeah you know like as far as yeah but Excess death, though, has literally nothing to do with COVID, mm-hmm. right? As far as whether you're reporting it as COVID, there's just no excess yeah, death. Yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Right? But, there, yeah, there wasn't really excess death worldwide, was yeah, there? Yeah, no. Um, like, there is some countries, like I know now they're saying India underreported. So they're going to, there might be a lot more death there than we thought. But a lot of the westernized countries and, and like, the advanced Asian countries just didn't have a mm-hmm. ton of excess no. or any excess death. And some countries even had less death than normal. And I know people are like, oh, the masks, all the flu deaths didn't happen because the flu disappeared for two years or whatever. But uh, it's interesting what happened in America to make so many people die. Well, here's what I don't understand is it was like, well, what happened to the flu and, and bronchitis and pneumonia? And I said, well, because everybody's wearing their mask. Well, how come the COVID numbers are so high? Because nobody's wearing their mask. <laughs> the classic. Uh it's it's the classic uh what would we call that double talk well it is double talk but it's like schrodinger's mask yeah. right it's like, it's it's it simultaneously occupies both positions just like schrodinger's cat that's that's how you're right all the time <laughs> yeah yeah you're never wrong right you just that's what shame does <laughs> schrodinger's facts <laughs> okay so other side of the border though there's a similar thing happening Ontario removes more than 400 deaths from official COVID-19 count. Interesting. So on March 11, 2022, the count of COVID-19 deaths was changed to exclude fatal cases of COVID-19 where the cause of death was found to be unrelated to COVID-19. So what, why was that reported as COVID-19 to begin with? They're uh, like, listen, guys, all those car mongering, baby, all those car accidents <laughs> and people falling out of planes. Yeah. Okay, they they didn't yeah. have COVID. Was it COVID? You got me. And those, you know, 50 or so that got shot and stabbed, that wasn't COVID. And so the province has also changed the way it reports COVID-19 deaths starting Friday. The new method means the province will break down the number of deaths according to three categories, whether COVID-19 caused a death, contributed to a death, but was not the underlying cause, or if a person person's cause of death is unknown or missing if they didn't know what the fucking cause of death was why did they keep tagging it covid <laughs> money. Yeah, money well money. not only that so because well, they're, they're, they're state of emergency right so mm-hmm. i think trudeau was giving health care dollars yeah. for covid deaths also don't forget this this does double duty now like how they well, cha- it helps the fear mongering no no but how they change they're changing how they're recording how somebody dies of something right so what's that going to do it's going to lower the vaccine deaths. Right. Right? Because the mechanism that they implemented for COVID, how to record COVID deaths, they're going to remove that. Right. So now you would def- you would have to have like a giant needle through your head <laughs> right. causing you to die of a o- vaccine overdose right. for them to say, well, it looks like the vaccine killed them. Well, well, yeah, now they have to double down on the backstepping because they've got I, to I, cover I, up I the guess, vaccine bullshit. I guess it could come down to uh, death rate. Because if if COVID is just more contagious and not as deadly like they say it is right now, well then if there's an excess in death, well maybe that has to do with the vaccine. Yeah. But but they're with their new way of determining. I understand that. They're yeah. going to be able to cover that up. Um, but like the death rate in general, like yeah. there's a spike, makes you wonder. But but no, like why wasn't this from the start though? Like why were they concerned with? Um, Pumping up those rookie numbers? Well, yeah. And, and why were they, like, a person's cause of death is unknown or missing, but they were still saying that's COVID? I don't want... Because that's how... The, the, that was part of the propaganda. I know. Yeah, that's like, pushing those but numbers. how so could people... they just admit that? That's insane. I, here's the thing. And so, the, obviously, these are people in positions of public trust, so medical examiners, yep. doctors, whatever. There's a lot of people out there that had no problem when a tag was had nothing on it, writing in COVID. Yeah. A lot of people had yeah. no problem doing that. I never want to hear anybody ever say again that 
society couldn't keep a conspiracy or a secret from the rest of society because there's just too many people involved because uh, they have no problem doing it as nope. long as there's money involved. There, there were, though, a lot of doctors coming out and, and uh, whistleblowing and saying, oh, there was. saying this there was, was going silenced. on. Suppressed but they, yeah, yeah, they were taken off of YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Fa- they were taken off now, of Facebook. Now, here's the thing. So let's, let's just say, you know, you had a conspiracy theory in the 50s or 60s. I don't know. Let's uh, say the moon landing. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll expand on that yeah. in a future now, date. Now, say, say you know, you faked it or whatever. There wasn't a mechanism back then for regular people to disseminate information across the globe easily. Mm-hmm. So if you were a whistleblower, you had to get somebody to listen to you yeah. and to magnify your message. Your message yeah. If... They made it so that that was impossible, like all the papers wouldn't touch it. It's quackery. Pay some people off. You would never be able to expose it. Yeah. It'd be impossible. And it it could be lost forever. That's right. So, and most people wouldn't whistleblow because whatever, they're on the take, they're getting money or they're on a need-to-know basis. It's not hard to keep big secrets. Like, there's this this fallacy that, oh, you can't keep big secrets. Somebody will break. No. Bullshit. No, pay them, and they don't care. Everybody's got a price. That's right. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to money. What's your price? A weekend with you. <laughs> Is that what you, that's what you want? <laughs> oh. No. Okay, so. Am I going to have to cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> so are they going to get to the point now where, like, Dr. Hodkinson and Dr. Malone and all them are going to be getting, like, big-time apologies? Oh, no. No, no absolutely no, not. Get those guys absolutely here. not. All that shit's I mean, they're be... totally right. This is amazing. Dr. Robert Malone, who helped invent... mRNA mRNA technology was smeared as being a quack like the guy the guy designed it like it's insane and he ran all the tests and he predicted everything that's happening and uh, going to happen yeah isn't he the one that said vades is coming that yeah vades everything uh, immuno like immunocompromisation because this is they they always found with the mrna that something went wrong in animal testing well so the herpes thing gets me i i I feel life in me can't understand how you taking a medication would give you herpes, because that is bonkers. I mean, obviously, self builds DNA. In you. Yeah, it has. So it must have something to do with so, the rewriting of DNA. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what it's rewriting your DNA, and then and then you get random things. Well, happening. here's that's insane. Okay, so with my daughter and her issue, the fix is M- is RNA, right? Because they have to literally send in enlaced with some type of illness a replacement dna strand Mm -hmm. and in all of the testing right now it's going well but one of the issues they're having is it damages cells to the left and to the right so it doesn't it might cure one thing but it causes causes two and even when i talk to her top specialist because everybody uses the term top specialist top doctor or the the you know whatever right terms they want to use he's like no i don't trust it i'm like why he goes because it's too experimental mm-hmm. he goes you are literally playing god at this point with people's 20 or 40 million strands of dna you are playing god with somebody and it's not effective we can't pinpoint it yet mm-hmm. so now when you're pumping tens of thousands of these nanoparticles in people that are just messenger but not necessarily has the proper string and then you find out what it's laced with is what it's actually holding it together then you go oh shit yeah, they don't have the, the like the depth of resolution yet to no. to pick exactly what they need fixed and not affect anything else. It's kind of like the conversation we had between LTE and 5G. Mm-hmm. One could tell you you were within 50 you're in feet a building, of this pinpoint. Yeah. This one can tell you what chair you're sitting in. Yeah. They haven't got there yet. Yeah. That's why he was so far against it with her going in those clinical trials. He's like, nope, I don't trust it yet. So then when all these... Uh, you know, cures came out for COVID. I was like, so what are you saying? Should I be taking this? Because you told me that I, uh, well, I can't really comment on that. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so basically you're saying do not take it. I can't comment on that. That's what that, no answer means. It, no. it means that I'm fucking steering away from yeah. it. And this man, I feel, is a very intelligent human being. And he was like, I can't comment on it. I said, so. No answer is all the answer I need. He mm-hmm. just smiled. Mm-hmm. So it, that goes to the RNA thing where, yes, it might, you know. But why are these doctors that? such cowards? I was going to say. Money. So, well, money. But like, but like in your, the situation, just talking to you, what is he gaining from silence? Well, he does. Well, 
he, look what they did to Robert Hod- uh, Dr. Roger Hodkinson in, in Alberta. They basically tried to strip him of his medical license for him actually providing the truth because everything that's happening is what he said. Mm-hmm. They're trying to strip him of his, his voice. And it goes back to that saying, cut a man's tongue out because mm-hmm. you're worried what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. So they've tried to silence him everywhere. It's So him, not, need, him we, not speaking up mm-hmm. could cost him his career. Sounds we, like we need more Joe Rogans. We do. We meet, need more maskless Joeys in dentist offices. We do. We, do. we need more ivermectin. We do need more. Well, isn't there that, there's that pill now they're going to have, right? Well, of course. And it's just Pfizer mectin. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just ivermectin. It's just ivermectin. It's just, it's just diluted ivermectin. Yeah. Fuck. It's a joke. You guys have been taking horse dewormer, you yeah, lunatic. Fucking lunatic. <laughs> horse dewormer. The, the Nobel Prize winning horse dewormer, was by it, the way. Was it the who? Or who was it that posted um, that they basically admitted that the only people that were susceptible to actual harsh effects from COVID were the people that were lacking vitamin D? That was another mm-hmm. thing that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vitamin D is big. It's huge. Mm-hmm. I take 4,000 IUs People a day. should be taking vitamin D all the time. I probably take more vitamin D than Joey's taken in his life. If you take over 2,000 IUs a day, it I think, I doesn't think, matter. I think you're confusing. Well, I followed uh, Hodkinson and uh, Robert uh, McCullough. Mm-hmm. I, I think he takes 8,000. Really? Th- That's weird because uh, like, uh, I follow this guy, Dr. John Malone. He, there's a bunch of tests where they find that if you take more than 2,000 IUs a day, it has no effect. Really? Yeah. Can you send that to me? Yeah. I'd like to read that. Because okay. I was following McCullough, and he said he takes 8,000 a day. Unless he sleeps in the dark constantly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But he takes 8,000. He's, he's also the most published doctor. McCullough? Or? Yeah, in peer-reviewed uh, papers. And the most, most published of all time. Yes. And he was like, you guys are calling and me. And people are calling him a quack. Yeah. Well, he's, the, he's the most accomplished ever. ever. He's the Wayne well, Gretzky Hod- of Hod- peer yeah. review. Hodkinson talks about McCullough all the time and it talks about his studies. It's crazy how that this is, the, and this goes back to the, the narrative. It's amazing how they can mobilize a narrative to convince so many people that the top experts are actually The real frauds. experts. Yeah, the real experts. Like, how's that possible? Can you imagine if Did, somebody w- woke up tomorrow and... The entire narrative shifted, and they said Alexander Ovechkin can't score goals. It doesn't matter how many goals he scores. <laughs> they would follow it. It Does, doesn't matter how many goals he scores. He can't score them. Didn't uh, Malcolm X had a good old saying back in the day? Oh, about the media. About yeah. the media. Yeah. And that's it's playing out it? live. It was just say that. Uh, he said, Not "I can't deliver. remember." Malcolm, just put bring up Malcolm, Malcolm X, X and the media. Uh, media quote. And he said that media can make you think that um, the oppressor is the oppressed, and the ones doing the oppressing. There you go. There it is. It's this one, maybe. This one. If you're not, yeah, care- there. If you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. That's where we are, and that's what is playing out in front of us mm-hmm. for the last two. Well, for many years, but two years especially. That's where we're at. He was right all along. Maybe he was pretty progressive for his time. People don't realize how far ahead he was. It's true. Well. Uh, speaking about um, listening and believing in bullshit. Oh, we're going to talk about media? Or is it time for a break?
And we're back. Some of us sexier than ever. Sorry. I didn't mean to take that spotlight from you. Uh-oh. Legacy Media admits that the PCR test has led to the over-representation of cases. You don't say. Didn't we, didn't we say this? And this is coming from the Daily Mail. Oh, wow. Let me take you back to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go back. <laughs> August, August of 2020. Whoa, 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 one sec. Yeah, flip up your collar. <laughs> there you go. Now, remember... We were talking to a bunch of trolls yeah. on social media saying, hey, the PCR test is a pile of shit. Everybody already knows that. And uh, it can't differentiate between any coronavirus yeah. or the flu. Or rhinovirus and, or anything. And after 33 cycles, it just reports. You're just flipping a fucking coin. coin. Yeah. People are like, no, man. It's Str- the, trust it, the science. It's the best diagnostic tool ever invented. What? Wait, wait. Where are we? Oh. It's uh, it's let's March jump, March 2022. What are they saying now? PCR test was shit. Articles entitled, Did Flawed PCR Test Convince Us COVID Was Worse Than It Really Was? Yes. Britain's entire response was based on results, but one scientist says that they should have been axed a year ago. Hold on. I, I just want to point out, yes, the PCR tests... Well, they have, a, they have a purpose. The PCR test did fuck everything up. However... It wasn't the PCR test that convinced us COVID was worse than it actually was. It, it was, was dog shit media yep, that the did media it. The and governments. Government. When's the last time you ever saw a death ticker on CNN for yeah. anything? Yeah. Because it was all about the... Where was the death ticker during 9-11? They yeah. have a fucking... They be, like these media outlets were running scoreboards for fuck's sake. <laughs> they were. Okay, here's, they were like celebrating. <laughs> like this is... So Here, here's, here's my problem, okay? In 2020, I believe it was 2020... I'll confirm the fact. August 2020, possibly. Could have been August. There, so for the year of 2020, there was 1.411442 or something deaths by tuberculosis. The overinflated deaths of COVID was like 1.46. So, oh no, sorry, it was 2019 for tuberculosis. So why weren't you wearing a mask for the tuberculosis pandemic? Which is actually spread airborne. By right. the way, people well, don't know. And here's the thing, okay. That's a disease we've known about for a long time, so we right. know how to control it. So a new deadly virus we know nothing about killed. It actually didn't kill more because they're admitting it now. But why weren't you wearing a mask for your, the tuberculosis pandemic, you fucking creep? Because uh, you have like a death fetish, I guess. I don't you know, know why? Masks don't work. Well, A, they don't work, and B, because the fucking media didn't tell you to. Where's our tuberculosis death ticker? Yeah, why isn't the ticker yeah. up? But here's the Where's funny. my scoreboard? So in, that? in twenty in twenty nineteen as well, two point six million people died of respiratory infection. Why weren't we wearing masks for that pandemic? You know why? Because the fucking propaganda wasn't on TV and the cocks weren't sitting there slurping it up. And the masks didn't work then either. No. That's a great And they never work. I'm just sick of the bullshit. People are fucking stupid. They are pretty dumb. That's well, this, the problem. But this is what I go, and I've mentioned this in multiple podcasts. This is weaponized ignorance. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. weaponizing public ignorance. Yeah. Because the public, most of the public, can't see five minutes no. back or forward. No. They, they have no they, idea. It's w- also people are outsourcing their like opinions. Trust. And their, uh, their, yeah. Yeah. Um, their decision making because mm-hmm. yeah. they don't have the time to go through everything, sift through all the nonsense, and come up with like a logical conclusion. So they trust people who are telling them what to believe. Why are they trusting Don Lamont on CNN? Oh, that guy's a oh. moron. Why? If you're trusting retarded cucks on CNN, that's a problem. Yep. Stop trusting people. Do your oh wait we can't do our own research because the mainstream media said that's that's what once a right wing conspiracy. Once yeah. we get our honorary degrees in the mail, which are coming, we'll be able to do our own research. Beam down from space. So there is a research charity called the Collateral Global, um, which is at Oxford, that concluded that as many as one third of all positive cases may not have been infectious. No shit. We were all saying. If they're well, right, we that's, were saying that's potentially a staggering number, roughly 6 million cases in the UK. No way. So key to understanding the issue lies in how the PCR test works. And so the PCR test 
detects tiny fragments of COVID genes known as RNA in samples taken from the nose and throat. To do this, the swabs are treated in a lab with chemicals to extract the genetic material. There is a, such a tiny amount of RNA in, on the swabs that it has to be amplified in a machine before it can be detected. This is done by repeating the cycle of heating and cooling, which encourages the genetic material to make copies of itself. And so it goes on to say that what happened is that they had some laboratories doing 45 cycles, mm -hmm. some doing 25 cycles, just a mishmash. And what could happen, obviously, is that you amplify something long enough, you're going to get some sort of particle, some sort of fragment, and is no, there's no way to determine how long ago that particle or fragment was Here's in your well, cell. And I remember them also saying, too, that they can linger for like 90 to 110 exactly. days That's or what something. It says. The dead fragments yeah. can linger for They're, up to 90 you know. days. Now, here's a question. Here's something. Why is this now a fact? When I pointed out this exact same thing two years ago to libtards all over social media, and I was said, told it was a conspiracy theory. I was called a fucking fruitcake when I started saying Well, you are, to okay, be fair, you are a fucking fruitcake, fruit but, but not for that No, reason. yeah, it was fair. Just, just refer back to the intro if you're wondering why. I don't remember the intro. Anyways. Can't remember that far back. He's like a PCR test. <laughs> <laughs> no, PCR test remembers too far back. Oh, that's true. It remembers too far back. <laughs> too far you back. need a PCR test. Yeah. So, yeah, like, was that 30%? So, that six... Six million. million cases and are potentially. Let, and let's flawed. be honest. Every time that's just a guesstimate. <laughs> every time they uh, they're going to expose a flaw in the system, and counting or whatever, it's always going to be conservative. Yeah, as conservative as possible. Right. Yeah, yes, right. Because it, it it can't look. So that it's bad. probably far, far, far more. Mm -hmm. So when all this, all wait, hold on. Also, this is why, and I probably said this like twenty episodes ago when we originally talked about COVID. This is probably why they didn't want to recognize natural immunity. Yeah. Because they knew a huge amount of people that were tested positive yep. never actually had COVID. Yep. Mm -hmm. So how could they have natural immunity? Yeah. So why would you it, recognize it's just, it? It's just bullshit that feeds into itself. I mean, it's a, it was a perfect storm of lies and bullshit that got us here and made Pfizer and every Moderna. Moderna and AstraZeneca. Rich. And Sputnik and... Where rich, else? rich beyond yep. my wildest dreams. Well, didn't wasn't there a report that said through COVID the the global wealth shifted up another two thirds again? Do mm -hmm. you think it wasn't that, part of well, the plan? Well, yeah, the lockdowns did that though. Yeah, they, yeah but there shouldn't have been lockdowns. No, there shouldn't have been. Don't tell that to a libtard though. Yeah, but here here's the thing: libtards still want to be locked down. I know because they mandate me, daddy, mandate me. So here's the thing that drives me nuts: is we had all these morons going on about. Our ICUs, our, our hospitals are overrun. So I pulled up countless hospitals shitty, are always overrun. shitty news articles in February and January every fucking year for the last 10 years saying, we're running at 110, 115 yeah, percent like capacity. That, so, okay. So you take that, then you add in when they, the premier got brought in, he cut the beds again mm -hmm. so we're running with 30 less beds now we're we were only 106 percent capacity with less beds could, could people not fucking read he did uh put those billboards up they told you to put your mask on and shut the fuck up so maybe that that had something to uh do with helping well i'm sorry but i was probably uh to the anger of my father i've spent my life questioning everything and then when i get a question and i get an answer i question it again and that's how I live my life. If it's not apparent now it, or then, it should be apparent now that getting things correct is not the goal. Nope. It's never been the goal and nope. never will be the goal. It's uh, making things hysterical is yep. the goal. And that could be malicious in some regards, but also just could be because the media will sell more subscriptions. That's still malicious. I mean, it could be malicious in the sense of they want to push a certain narrative, yeah, yeah. or yeah. they, or it could be just malicious because they it's want greed. to make more money. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. both right. uh, both are malicious, but yeah, that doesn't mean that the the media was like trying to take over the world or anything. That let's be honest, the media never got more views than it did during COVID. Exactly. Nope. So there's a reason why they wouldn't want to let go of that. Well, let's think about it. Okay, just think about it for a second. 
we have this propaganda all over TV that people are eating up like fucking, you know, a new sugar treat. But then we lock them at home. So what do they have to do? They only have one thing They're they watching can TV. do. They watch the news. TV and the news. How many people died of COVID today? Mm-hmm. Get a new mask. Yeah. Wear double gloves. Yeah. Like they can't stop. And nothing they ever said was helped anybody. Also, because of the vitamin D thing, they locked people up in the summer. Yeah. And nothing was ever like finalized. They had, they were like, remember all the models they talk yeah. about? Like they're speculating half the fucking time because they, they didn't know. And they spent two years locking people down saying, well, we have to uh, prevent where, the strain on the healthcare system. But where was the basic simul- health needs? But they never actually did anything to improve the healthcare system. Well, that's what I'm saying. But not only that, but where was the basics? Where was like, get your vitamin D, take your vitamin C. Exercise, exercise eat right. Eat right. Change. That never happens. Well, no, it's it's lock yourself in your basement. Eat your cheesies, play your yeah. video games, get Order fat. some Coke. Yeah, and then... Uh, Order then what? No, no, not that Pepsi. kind. Oh, okay. Easy, buddy. <laughs> it, it's a joke. The whole thing was a fucking joke is what and it is. And people fell for it. I can't figure it. And now and now the joke is probably Ukraine. Well, it's also they had to be... switch the narrative because it was becoming too obvious. But like I said before, I think this is this not it's not over yet. This well, is going to come back. They're releasing yeah. this stuff obviously too because it's getting buried by the Ukraine stuff. Yeah. So most people won't read it. No, but there's also an the issue with libtards. We'll literally read this. Okay, some libtard out there, probably ones we know, yeah. are going to read the 1,291 potential adverse events. And then put on two masks. And think that, oh, that, that's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. This, is, this can't be true. Well, yeah, because my, I trust my doctor. My yeah. doctor wouldn't lie to me. I first trust of the all, science. Yeah. First of all, your fucking doctor doesn't even fucking know. They're taking a narrative, and they're being told what to do, and they're like, uh, take this. A libtard could be on his deathbed. With with a team of medical doctors, they're saying the vaccine is killing you, and he'll still refuse to believe it. He'd yeah. be like, maybe give, if I get one more jab. Yeah, I was just gonna say, give me one more shot. One more jab. One, one more for the road. One more for the road, boy. Like, this is where we're at. Like it's this, people, they've been able to convince a certain sector of society to be addicted to narratives. Yep. Like addicted, it's outsourcing their thoughts. Yeah, yeah. addicted to such a point that that's they, actually good. Yeah, they will simply reject reality. Yep. Like the people that think men can have babies, they're simply just rejecting reality. Oh my god. Or the people that think a man can become a woman just because they feel like they a woman. feel like it. Like you, there, there's an overt rejection of reality, and I'm not even sure like what the solution is to that. There uh, seems to be no solution. No, it's the people are too far gone in yeah. a lot of cases, which is unfortunate. So they, it's, the solution would be to raise your children and the gen- next generation's yeah, yeah, children. Want, going forward, maybe you can fix it. Different. But it, it almost seems like there's no helping well, no, this generation. Shane and I had a conversation about this the other day. Where are we at in the transition between strong men making a weak world and weak men making strong world or strong men? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. That trend. If you fool me once, well, you know, you know what I mean. Twice, you can't fool me again. I'm tired. Shame so, on you. But okay, like, but where this, are we in the transition of strong men fool me twice and weak men? Well, no, strong, strong world. Strong men make easy times, which create weak men, which create hard times. Where right. are we at in that chain? Uh, it seems like there's where a lot do, of weak. What do you men, feel? But I think there's also still a lot of strong men. I think we're. It depends where you it's live. It's a tug of war, right? It depends we're, where we're you live. Crossroads of it. If, yeah, if you're in like the lower half of the U.S., I think you're all right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're I, any, I'd agree to that. Yeah. you're one of the stronger men. You probably are. And you're probably. If you're above that line, things are a little more dicey. <laughs> it's a little blurry above the. That's true. Uh, and if you're in Canada, it's then, a little hazy. <laughs> then it's, we're max. You, we're max weak. If you're in Canada, you've literally taken your glasses, sandpapered them, and put them back on because <laughs> you can't see shit. All right, wrap things up. Any parting thoughts? Um, well, I, I think more truth is going to come out, and, but they're going to use it under the cover of war yep. to sort of bury it at the back of all the narratives. Or the next big thing. Yeah. And so the truth will eventually come out. It'll but, cover it up. But they, it just it's not going to get the airplay that, it needs. that the narrative got. Yeah. And you, won't, ha- you won't see CNN with a scoreboard of truth bombs. Yeah. No. They're just going to be like at four in the morning – Somebody's gonna say, "Yeah, you know, overreported COVID." Uh, back to the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for me, I, I think that um, 
they're probably still going to obfuscate a lot of what comes out. So they're going to still going to put their spin on it. And well, it's, it's going to be really hard still to, to figure out what actually took place. And in a way they, taking place. They are in a way still they are like, so the conservative estimates, the, instead of calling the vaccine, they're calling them vaccine adverse events, events. rather than side effects. Yeah. Right. So they're, it's a play on words. They're allowing the truth to come out. But they're still doing the word gymnastics yeah, with it. at their pace and in, mm-hmm. in their defining characteristics. That's right. Yeah, Ryan. I just hope people wake up as this shit comes out. We just got to keep presenting it to people and hope to God they go. Wait a minute. I ha- and, and look, I have no problem with people admitting they were duped. That's fine. I yeah. have no problem. Everybody gets duped. Everybody gets duped at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, more so when people you know travel to Thailand and. Uh, they get that nice Speaking deal. Speaking from personal experience. No, actually, you, somebody I know that did. Some $10 ladyboys. Yeah, for you. but you can get duped, but wake up. Yeah. Don't keep it's, fighting it's, it. It's, and and you, when it's proven. When it's hitting you in the face, yeah, yeah like recognize that that's happening and, and take and use an action. That. Yeah. Use that to protect yourself in the future. Mm-hmm. Like it's, You take it as a lesson. Like George W. said, fool me once, <laughs> shame on me. Fool me twice. Well, you ain't fooling me again. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good place and, to leave it. Right, right after there, he dodged the shoe. That's right. <laughs> so what? What do we got? A comment, subscribe, like. If you could subscribe twice, do that. Yeah. Whatever. More comments. Uh, Make multiple accounts. Comment from <laughs> each of them. Watch us as much as possible, and tell us like what you're interested in learning more about, or we want us to talk about. We're open to suggestions, ideas from our one fan there. Maybe she or maybe had. a couple fans. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah. But it, we, this is the time to jump on the uh, 13th hour train because when we only have a small amount of fans, we have to listen to their feedback. Right. And also, you will be remembered no matter how big we get. Or the, the OGs. The OGs. Yeah, the OGs. Are gonna they stick with you. Yeah. yeah. We'll always have a special place for you guys. Always. Okay. Okay, All right, Joey, fuck Joey, up your hit in- it. fuck up your intro speech. Re- hold on, let's hold go. on, let's get <coughs> Get the posture up. Ready? No. If there was a stretch <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get to the first sentence. First sentence.